This is the Floorball Guru Podcast, episode 21. Welcome back to the Floorball Guru Podcast. So today we're going to talk about kind of developing your process. Now, when I talk about developing your process, we kind of look at what is going to be successful for you. So you kind of have to look at kind of where you're at because everyone's a little bit different. Everyone has kind of different needs, um, availability of resources and things like that. So it kind of has to, to figure out where you're at the, and then go from there. So one of the things that I hear a lot is, well, I'd love to get something started, but, and that but could be, um, I don't have enough resources for equipment or I don't know how to teach, or I need liability insurance, or how do I start a business, or some of that other stuff. So I think everybody kind of has to figure out where they are in the process, as it were, uh, and then kind of go from there. Now, my my steps as I, as I developed floorball specifically um, came from years of coaching, years of developing my teaching style, and uh, going through just the process of working with uh, kids at, a, at an introductory level. And I did that through different jobs that I had had. I had a background in some of this. Uh, I mean, I'm not a teacher by trade, if you will. So working, working in that fashion took time. Um, but when I saw and happened to see him kind of bump into floorball, immediately saw the potential for it in the marketplace, especially within sports. But in my opinion, the bigger market uh, and niche right now and the need is was classes. So I, that's kind of where I focused and I saw where I could, could make an impact and, and get things kind of rolling in my area uh, in a quicker fashion than I would have otherwise because uh, it, it created that kind of culture, if you will, on kind of awareness and understanding and knowledge and education from the kids, from the parents, from uh, the, the city that I work with and other people that I interacted with and said, you know, here's here's what this is. You can see it. And then I also kind of work on some other things like uh, pickup games, uh, starting leagues and some of that other stuff. So that's kind of where I see the process for me personally in the development of the sport where I live and where I thought would become most effective. And that's what I think everybody needs to kind of figure out is what's going to be the most effective for them. Some of the assumptions that I see getting thrown around are, oh, people are just going to flock to this sport because. Well, yes, it's, it's a fun sport. Yes, it's a preference for me personally, but that's not always the case for everybody. And I see that because otherwise the sport would be a bit bigger in a number of other areas around the country, and it's just not. We're not seeing the same kind of development. Uh, some of that could be that people aren't invested in the same way. Uh, so, for instance, if it's a hockey program and, and they're seeing floorball as maybe just uh, this kind of pseudo-training off-ice thing that's kind of fun to do, but they're not invested in getting classes going, getting people playing floorball. They want people playing hockey and so on and so forth. So it's kind of a mix of the two. Or if they're like, hey, this off-ice dry land training thing looks great on camera. Um, 
gets people moving, but in reality, we're not, it's not a key focus. So so there's a couple different reasons why people wouldn't get into it or aren't getting into it in the same fashion. But if you're looking at trying to get into the sport in particular, I mean, obviously there's three different ways to kind of focus on that. It's classes, leagues, and tournaments. And I think some people, uh, depending on what their focus is, are jumping uh, ahead of the game, but are able to because they have uh, kind of they have that background or, or that that structure to, to be able to do that. Um, some some areas focus on adult leagues, and they can do this uh, through different means. Uh, and some of them have been really creative in, in creating those partnerships uh, with you know like singles groups and kind of connecting it there or adult kind of adult groups that get together and do all sorts of different sports and activities and kind of linking it into that. And oh, floorball is just one of those activities. Or if you're in an area where you just happen to have a number of uh, international players from uh, specifically, specifically into Europe uh, that are all coming together and want to just play. And, and if you have that community, it works out really well and continues to grow and thrive. And there are a couple different uh, instances of that throughout California, throughout Virginia, and some other areas around the country where those kind of things are happening. But I would argue from... From my, my viewpoint, obviously farther away from some of it and what I see, it seems to be kind of the same group of people that all get together, kind of do their own thing, um, which, is, which is great, but I don't see it necessarily growing in the sense that if there are four to six teams, it kind of always seems like there's four to six teams. Um, and that, that can be okay for somebody. If that's, if that's the success, if that's where success is for, for, for folks, then great, do that. Um, personally, I focus on the classes and growing classes and maintaining consistency with teaching classes. And I'm around and you can see with the guide uh, within the city that I work with, floorball is always there. It's front and center. Here's the next class. Here's the next thing. Uh, and, and honestly, for where I'm at with, with who I teach and the age group that I teach, <clears throat> the target for me is that 7 to 12 year age range. And that's become the most consistent thing over the last two years that I've done it. That's where the group is, and that's who's coming in consistently to do those things. So I focus on on that right now, and then hopefully over time as kids age up and continue to grow, those other opportunities will continue to grow. The issue is just takes it takes a length of time. However, the actual commitment that I have to make to the sport in the moment is overall pretty pretty minimal um, because it, a, breaking it down into age groups is about two hours of work. And then can throw on uh, after or uh, pickup games after that, so that can extend it. But that's more uh, just having fun and doing different things, uh, lower key at that point. So it's it's a minimal impact. But I'm able to kind of generate some revenue for for the club or the organization, and kind of help push things forward uh, to cover expenses like liability insurance. Now, for most with basic liability insurance, the cost for the year is going to be at minimum of five hundred dollars. But that is that can be covered pretty quickly. Now, if you think about, I want to do a league on top of classes, and you're going to do charging, even if you're doing a percentage split with somebody, you know, five hundred dollars. You break that down, twenty kids for thirty dollars is is definitely doable. The numbers are are there. The math is there. Because I think some folks are focusing on a league, or they're trying to set up leagues and a cost or price point. Uh, for different reasons, but 
Now, it could be their main source of income, so I, I kind of understand that. But I think the, the key at, the, at this point in time is we need to get people going. And I think we need to make sure that that cost, that price point, is low enough uh, that it, it peaks in interest and it, it keeps, them, keeps them interested in what's happening to try to maybe steal from other sports and say, hey, come play this, this lower-cost sport. Uh, and set it up, and then as the sport grows and as thing evol- things evolve and more things kind of come into the mix, like having to pay for staff and having to pay for referees and having to pay this and that and kind of build it out, but it's kind of exponential that as the players grow, the costs and the number of people in the league kind of expand accordingly, and then you can kind of take it from there. And then once you've got that set up, then you can start looking at tournaments because, you know, you got to have somebody or some a group of people that are going to want to come, whether it's internationally or, or throughout the U.S. or even locally. You're going to have to have a volume of people that are able to come to the tournaments in order to host tournaments and, and make them successful and fun so that it becomes an annual thing that people want to continue to come back to. So in the end, it's all about creating that value in different levels and in order to kind of push the needle forward and push things to the, to the next step. Uh, and then continue to grow and grow and grow. But it's a process and it takes a lot of time. And some folks are better at waiting for that time than others or or some maybe get really gung-ho about uh, getting into the sport and, and want to see all the stuff happen and, and, and see the grandeur and all, and all that other stuff. And then reality kind of strikes and says, well, your plans don't really work for what, what it, things are laid out right now. And so things get pushed back and then People get frustrated and some of the other stuff kind of happens and then somebody drops off or they haven't set up a framework for potential success that if they leave an area um, that it's going to continue after they go. And then when they go to another area, they move or, or things like that, that they have to start back from scratch and do all the other steps and levels and time and all that other stuff. Um, so it's, it's, it's a big process and it's it's not an easy one and it's a challenge. It's one that I, I face uh, <laughs> constantly and trying to figure out how do I set things up so that it's not me as the, the main one, but that I find and train and develop others and get them involved in the, into the world and, and draw them in and then get them actually kind of pushing things forward so then I can step back and, and maybe focus on another area or, or start the next thing and, and keep the ball rolling. Um, but I honestly think that for, for longevity of the sport and everything like that, I, I will be the biggest uh, preach uh, of anything that I say for the sport is focusing on classes, getting people playing, getting them educated, showing them why it's fun, and then and then building and setting up uh, the next levels from leagues to tournaments and so on and so forth. So it's it's a it's a long process. It's I think it's a fun process overall. I wish I could play personally more than I do, um, but I think making the sacrifice and focusing on the educational component is a really key to the longevity of the sport and, and continue to grow and get more people involved in it and, and take it from there. So if you're interested in learning more about floorball, check out my website, www.floorballguru.com.